What's up, everybody? My name is Adam Badger, and welcome to Talkin' Fit. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it. As always, I have some notes set up. So fucking professional today. I have notes, and I'm not just winging it. <laughs> I talk about this type of stuff all the time, whether it's fitness, weight loss, nutrition, training. So generally, I can come on here and just riff on it, and I think I put out pretty decent information. Um, but today, I really wanted to make sure I dug into this topic, so I have a bunch of notes down here that I'm going to reference throughout the podcast. Not that anyone cares, but I'm just proud of myself for typing them up. So coming to you again from my kitchen table at 5 a.m. to talk today about a really important topic, uh, something that a lot of people, the reason why I feel like this one is important is because this is a tool that a lot of people use because they think it's enhancing um, their fitness, their fat loss journey. And in a lot of ways, I think it kind of hinders them in the long run. Uh, and that's you know, all these like calorie trackers, how many, um, how many calories did you burn, Fitbits, Apple Watches, things like this. Um, but first, I just wanted to fill you guys in on the fact that I am running a free 28-day challenge starting February 28th. It is called the Fuck Your Diet Challenge. It is all about creating sustainable habits for fat loss and never hopping on another diet again. So if you're someone who's a yo-yo dieter, who's quote-unquote tried everything, keto, intermittent fasting, paleo, Whole30, SlimFast, Octavia, MetaFast, whatever you've tried, 21-day fix, you name it. If you take, if you jump in on this challenge, you work with me for 28 days, you get to learn from me for 28 days, guarantee you, you're never going to hop on one of these diets again, because you're going to learn how fat loss actually works and why all of these diets are kind of bullshit. So if you are interested in the fuck your diet challenge, all you have to do is go to the link in the show, no show notes for the consistency crew, which is my free Facebook group. And there is a link to sign up for the challenge right in there again totally free but you have to be in the facebook group to join and you have to put your name down on the sign up sheet so that i know you're in it and also so you get all of your challenge materials all the stuff that you're going to need to get through the 28 days and have a successful month so again it starts on february 28th everyone has to be signed up by february 25th which is next friday so a week from when you might be listening to this because it's getting posted tomorrow on the 18th so yeah, the Fuck Your Diet Challenge, super excited about it. Hope to see most of you guys there. So the topic of today is how to track how many calories you burn in a day. Quick sip of coffee. All right. This is a very common question. I actually got this question on Instagram about you know being confused when it comes to figuring out how many calories she was burning in a day and knowing how that affects you know results. And uh, this was someone who also works with clients as well. So she was, you know, saying that was, she was getting this question from her clients as well. Very, uh, very common concern with most people because either people, A, have an Apple Watch or a Fitbit, or they've used an online calculator, they have a heart rate monitor, they have some form of measuring their calorie burn, or they don't, and they're very concerned about knowing how many calories they burn in a day. Why? Because... Most of these people already understand the concept of a calorie deficit. So for those of you who aren't familiar with that, a calorie deficit basically means you're eating less calories than you burn throughout the day. 
this is how you lose weight. It is the only way to lose weight. Now, there are a lot of other nuances and intricacies that go into that. Um, but overall, you have to consume less calories than you burn in order to lose weight. So a lot of these people are on the right track and their mindset is correct. They're trying to figure out how many calories they burn, which is a valid question. If I need to burn more calories than I eat and I know how many calories I eat because I'm tracking my calories, how do I figure out if it's working? How do I figure out if I am uh, burning enough calories to sustain the amount of food I'm eating? How do I know if I'm not eating too much? So uh, let's go over first the few different ways that people tend to try to track their calorie burn. So like I said, Apple watches are probably the most popular one. You got like Fitbits, heart rate monitors that kind of go around your chest. And some people use like online calculators where they'll just put in their stats and their workout level, their, their daily activity level, and it'll give them an estimated calorie burn. First of all, um, none of these are accurate. So that's the, the first major problem with these is that none of them are accurate. There is there is a huge range of discrepancy that can go into all of these, especially with the Apple Watches and the Fitbits and the heart rate monitors because they are strictly basing your calorie burn off of your elevated heart rate. They're not taking into account anything when it comes to body composition, you know, daily work life activity. It doesn't take into account the type of workouts you're doing. So even like on an Apple Watch, um, for those of you who have it, you already know this, but if you guys don't, on the Apple Watch, when you work out, you start um, the workout on your Apple Watch. And you can choose the type of workout that you're doing. You can choose whether it's a strength training workout, a HIIT workout, uh, hiking, walking, swimming. There's, there's like endless options, right? Now, the problem is if you do, so with the Apple Watch, if you did a, you know, whatever workout you do, let's just pick, just pick a random workout. If you did that workout and you set the Apple Watch to strength training, and then a week later you did the exact same workout, but you put HIT training on the Apple Watch, you'd get two completely different calorie readings. It tracks more calories burned when you are doing a HIT workout versus a strength training workout um, because it assumes you're going to be working out quote unquote harder. So it, it just estimates your calories higher, which again causes a lot of discrepancy in the reading and it's strictly based off heart rate. Again, this causes so much confusion with people because I get your mindset. Your mindset is if I need to know how many calories I burned, I should have an accurate way of tracking that. You spend $300, $400, however much it costs on an Apple Watch, and you're like, okay, this tracks my calories burned. It costs 400 bucks. It probably should work. Um, and the, the fact is it just doesn't. It doesn't give you an accurate measure of the calories burned. So right off the bat, you're getting an inaccurate number of the calories burned. It will generally way overestimate the calories you burn. So I want you to remember that it's overestimating. It's not like it's underestimating and you're crushing it. And this thing is not giving you the credit you deserve. Generally, it's going to overestimate the calories you burn because it's basing it off of heart rate. That's it. It's not basing it off of how your muscles recover, the lean muscle you're building, how much lean muscle mass you already have on your body. So it's it's very inaccurate. And these these inaccuracies can go anywhere from like 20% to like 70% inaccurate. So my basic point is why use it if it's that inaccurate? And for most people, it's strictly just the mental, emotional 
you know, validation or reward or that, you know, dopamine hit of at the end of a workout seeing they burned X amount of calories. And I've seen this cause very distorted relationships with the Apple Watch and distorted relationships with exercise to the point where I've had, you know, clients that I've trained who they forgot to start their Apple Watch and like midway through the workout, they're freaking out because they're not going to get credit for the workout, right? Even though, and I used to joke with them all the time, like, oh, I guess, you know, none of this counted, right? I guess none of these exercises happened because your Apple Watch didn't tell you it did, right? Or they would, you know, get done with a workout and get disappointed that they, you know, didn't quote unquote burn enough calories or didn't burn as many calories as they thought. And then they would go do extra cardio or something to try to make up for those calories burned because they needed to close their rings. So for those of you who don't have an Apple Watch, at the end of the day, there you have three rings. I think it's you know your how many times you stood up during a day, your total steps for the day, and uh, your total active calories burned. And if you get all three of those things, you get this little thing where all three rings on your Apple Watch on the screen do this circle, and then it explodes, and you get like fireworks or whatever. And it's very satisfying to see. So for most people, they're chasing that dopamine hit all day. And they're completely distracted from what actually matters about working out. So to wrap that first part up, these are not accurate calories. If they're not accurate, why bother tracking it? Why waste $400 on an Apple Watch or a Fitbit or heart rate monitor if it's not going to give you an accurate reading on the calories burned? Because yes, it has other uses, but for most people, they're really only using it for that one tool, you know, mainly, and that's that's what they're living by. It's like... Um, I don't know if any of you guys watch Seinfeld, but on Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld buys his dad a um, was a wizard. Oh, it's called a wizard. It's basically like this is in the '90s, so it's this pocket, you know, kind of like similar to like a cell phone. You can do all these functions on it, and the dad is just obsessed because it has a calculator on it, and he says, "I can calculate the tips at restaurants." And the whole episode, the running joke is Jerry Seinfeld keeps going, "It does other things." So I always think about that with the Apple Watch. People would just strictly track it for the calorie burn or use it for the calorie burn to see how many calories they burn in a day. And I was like, it does other things. There's so many other things that it does, but that's what people tend to use it for. Anyway, that was my little Seinfeld uh, tangent. Um, so again, they're not accurate. They're just based on heart rate. Uh, this creates a lot of bad habits with people. And this is where it really starts to become an issue. So yes, you're using this Apple Watch, this Fitbit, and it's not giving you an accurate calorie burn, whatever. As long If you can have a, a healthy emotional relationship with that and just see it for what it is and not let it affect your day-to-day, then that's fine. But I would say 99% of people are not able to do that. And this creates a lot of bad habits. It creates the habit of chasing a certain calorie burn number. It creates the habit of getting distracted from progression, from paying attention to what actually matters. Um, it can also lead to uh, overeating. And again, uh, this is in the episode description, like is the Apple Watch actually causing you to gain fat? A lot of people will use this calorie burn as like an excuse to then overeat later because it's like, oh, I burned 500 calories in today's workout. Like I can eat this slice of pizza, whatever, right? And then because they're tracking this calorie burn, I, I can't even begin to tell you how many people have reached out to me and ask me questions about fat loss or you know what they should be eating. And when I ask them how many calories they eat in a day or how much protein they eat in a day, they have no idea. But they can tell me how many calories they burn every single workout for the last three months. 
uh, they're you're tracking the wrong shit. You're paying attention to the wrong things. You're, you, it's because the Apple Watch or the Fitbit requires less work because all you have to do is hit a button and then it says you burn this amount of calories and that's all you have to do. And then people just think that that's enough. And again, it causes a lot of bad behavior. So I'm going to go into an example for you. So uh, the example I'm going to use is hiking versus lifting weights. So um, let's say you go on a, I don't know, let's say a three-hour, four-hour hike. Um, so I don't know how many miles that would be. Let's say you go on a three-hour, four-hour hike. The end of that three- or four-hour hike, you it, the Apple Watch, as you're tracking it, will probably say you burned, you know, who knows, 900, 1,000 calories, 1,200 calories, something crazy, right? Um, that's a three, or four, three to four-hour hike. Now, when you're doing a hike, you're taking in the nature, you're able to go for three to four hours, six hours, 10 hours people hike for. Um, generally, it's hard. I'll admit it's hard. I go hiking. I've gone hiking before. It's fucking hard. Yeah. But the amount of like muscle damage that you're doing in a hike is pretty minimal. You're walking at a relatively controlled pace. Um, you're taking in the scenery. You're able to carry a conversation for most of the hike. Um, so even though the Apple Watch is saying you burned all these calories again it's just an estimate on the fact that you were quote unquote on the apple watch in a workout for four hours so does that make sense you, the apple watch is estimating calories based on the fact that you were moving for four hours so it's going to give you all these calories and we'll say it's like a thousand calories that you burn on a three-hour hike compare that to like a 45-minute strength training session a 45-minute strength training session you may burn 200 or 300 calories so if you show that to the average person what they're going to think is that hiking is going to get me in shape faster and better than lifting weights because the hike burned a thousand calories and lifting weights only burned 300 and this creates a completely distorted relationship with calorie burn and leads to a lot of poor behavior because these people will then to tend to not focus on lifting weights or tracking how much weight they've they're lifting trying to get stronger week to week the stuff that you know actually gets you results and they'll just go on more hikes or they'll go do more cardio because the apple watch tells them it burns more calories so when you lift weights let's say you do a, a solid strength training workout for 45 minutes which for strength training is pretty much all you need 45 to 60 minutes you know three times a week but you do a solid strength training workout. Um, let's say you do deadlifts, you do dumbbell chest press, you do lunges, uh, you do some cable rows, uh, and you do uh, like some sled pushes at the end, right? 45 minutes. It says you burn 300 calories. For the next 24 to 48 hours, your body is recovering from that workout. It's repairing the muscle damage that you did. Now, I know muscle damage sounds like a bad thing, but it's actually a very good thing. When you work out, the goal is to, in a controlled fashion, damage muscle tissue, basically break it down, and then your body has to repair that muscle tissue for the next workout. The process of repairing the muscle tissue is what burns a lot of the calories. The calorie burn doesn't happen in the workout. The majority of the calorie burn happens from the recovery of the workout. Now, this is a super important, invaluable thing to keep in mind when you are doing any sort of like fat loss program or any sort of fitness program. 
if you want to change your body, you want less body fat, more lean toned muscles, you have to initiate change. And you do that through consistently and progressively damaging muscle tissue so that your body can then rebuild it. And like I said, it takes 24 to 48 hours, sometimes 72 hours to completely recover from that workout. Now, does that mean you're going to be sore for two to three days? No, but your body is repairing the damage you did. And for most people, or at least for most people, you should be getting another workout in within those 24 to 72 hours, right? So let's say you work out on Monday and you do the workout I just mentioned. And then on Wednesday, you do a different strength training workout. By the time you get to Wednesday, your body's still kind of recovering from Monday, and now you're doing another strength training workout. So now your body has to recover Thursday, Friday from Wednesday, but then Friday you're doing another strength training workout, right? Now that's three three workouts that week, and now you've you're but you're burning calories in between the workouts because your body's trying to recover. So now if you're being consistent with this, let's say over the course of six months, three days a week, you're pretty much on a continuous cycle of calorie burning on a day-to-day basis and on top of that you're getting stronger week to week you're probably doing more reps or more sets or more weight every single week so the calorie burn is even higher it takes your body even more calories to repair that muscle damage and if you're being consistent with your protein intake you're going to build lean muscle and that's how you burn a ton of calories over time and your body becomes like a metabolic furnace you're basically building all this lean muscle and you have a faster metabolism now just as a side note, I'm not saying you're going to get fucking bulky. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that you're building lean muscle tissue. This means you're going to have a higher calorie burn throughout the day, which is what you want if you're trying to lose fat. So I don't care if you're a 25-year-old dude or you're a 49-year-old uh, female with a bad knee and three kids and you've never worked out before. Your goal is to progressively get stronger week to week to damage muscle tissue so that your body has to rebuild it stronger and that's how you're gonna get calorie burn. It works the same regardless of gender, regardless of age, regardless regardless of fitness ability, okay? The thing is the you know 49 year old female who's never worked out before will be able to get that result by doing less work than the 25 year old dude who's been working out for 10 years because her body is not adapted to it yet. So she could do two workouts a week and get you know, really good results as opposed to the guy who's very adapted to working out. He might have to do uh, you know, four or five workouts a week. That's just how it works. So the more fit you are, the more it takes to create the same amount of muscle damage because your body's used to it. So side note, if you're a beginner, you, know, you actually have an advantage when you're starting because it's so new to your body. Okay, so back to my original point. The hiking says you burn 1,000 calories. The lifting for 45 minutes, 300 calories. But the lifting takes 24 to 72 hours to repair. You're making a higher calorie burn for those days. The hike, let's say it says you burned 1,000 calories. As soon as you eat 1,000 calories, you have now broke even. It does not take your body 48, 72 hours to recover from a hike, even if you're sore. So now you're like, well, why am I more sore from the hike than I am from the workout? But the hike, I'm not. It doesn't take me as long to recover, because on the hike, you're just moving for a longer period of time. You're probably super dehydrated because you didn't drink enough water or have enough electrolytes on the hike. I've literally seen people go on hikes and they take no water, no food, and they're just literally out there with, uh, you know, their jeans and sneakers on. Um, and for most people. They get done with that hike. They were moving for four hours. They generally don't move for four hours throughout the day. So they feel a lot hungrier and they're looking at their Apple Watch and their Apple Watch says, 
you burned a thousand calories. This is a perfect storm for the behavior of overeating because you're super hungry because you've been moving for a long time. Your body's depleted and dehydrated. Now, being depleted and dehydrated is not the same as muscle damage. When you're strength training properly and you're damaging muscle tissue, your body has to rebuild it. It is a controlled environment. Your body is rebuilding muscle tissue. It's different. Being depleted and dehydrated is not the same, but being depleted and dehydrated will lead you to feel ravenously hungry. And then when people are ravenously hungry, they do not make the best decisions. When you're ravenously hungry after a hike and your Apple Watch says you burned a thousand calories and you're depleted and dehydrated, the first thing you're going to do is eat some high sugar, high salt, high fat, very highly palatable food. You're going to, you know, go for pizza or you're going to eat, you know, trail mix or whatever it is. I've literally dealt with this with clients before where they feel so hungry after hikes that you know, for two days they're probably eating you know their way to quote unquote recovery, and they've already recovered from it an hour after the hike once they ate a thousand calories. It's your body is out in the in the mountains, you're dehydrated, you're depleted, you're gonna feel fucking hungry, and your app watch said you burned a thousand calories. It's a perfect storm, like I said, for overeating. Whereas with the strength training. You're going to feel good after the workout. You're going to feel like you lifted some heavy weights. You're not going to be super depleted. So what's that going to lead to? You're going to make a smarter choice with your next meal. You're going to go, well, I worked out today. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty hungry, but I'm not starving. Uh, what should I eat? Oh, I need to eat. You know, I heard you need to eat protein after your workout. So you're going to eat some protein. Uh, maybe we'll eat some lean meat or a protein shake or something like that. And now you're on a better track, whereas with the hike, no one gets done with the hike and goes, oh, I think I'm going to grill up some salmon or grill up a steak. They go eat shit food because they're justifying the fact that they were just on a hike. And that's what happens. And the same thing with, like, running. I see people who, who are, like, distance runners. I've seen people who are, you know, who want to lose 100, 150 pounds, and they're telling me they ran four miles, three miles over the weekend and then ate, you know, nachos that night because they were so hungry but they're afraid to lift over 15 pounds in the gym. It just doesn't make sense. So all of this stuff just leads to a higher likelihood that you are going to make poor choices with your food. Um, so with the high, I'm just looking at my notes for, real quick. You know, It's just the perfect storm for fat gain and slow metabolism when it comes to this behavior. So that is a hiking example. Now I'm going to use, use another example. Uh, let's say you're someone who takes classes, right? You go to like uh, the group classes where you're doing like a high intensity, short rest period workouts and you're doing, you know, circuits and you're taking like 10, 15 second rests and you're sweating and every workout you feel like you're dying and people are like posting pictures or screenshots of their Apple Watch calorie burn and you're like, oh, my watch says I burned 400 calories last week. I want to try and burn 400 again. Listen to me. You are not burning that many calories. It is just an estimate based off your heart rate. It's not accurate, okay? And it, don't worry, we're going to get into exactly how to figure this stuff out. But when you're working out that way, you hit a plateau relatively quickly. So when you see like these like hit training classes, again, these are not bad for you. I'm, I just want to just uh, preface that. I'm not shitting on these classes. I do corporate wellness boot camps. You know, I, 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 and when you're working with a large group of people, it kind of lends itself to more of that, you know, quick transition, short rest period. When I'm programming for groups, though, I always try to program like, you know, progressions and, you know, slow it down for some, speed it up for others, 
you know, not take super short breaks, you know, unless we're doing low impact exercises, whatever, whatever. Anyway, for a lot of times when you're dealing with these like high intensity classes, for a beginner, they've never, who's not working out regularly, this motivates them and gets them into the gym. But once you click over into that intermediate advanced stage where you've been doing it for two years, uh, three years, four years, you'll notice that you stop seeing results as much as you used to. But you become so addicted to that calorie burn in your Apple Watch or that feeling you get from that workout that you just keep chasing that, that dragon, chasing that feeling over and over. And it distracts you from what actually matters, which is are you getting stronger week to week? Are you doing a couple more reps? Are you doing a couple more pounds? Are you taking slightly shorter rest periods? A lot of times with people, they're so concerned with the calorie burn that they're afraid to rest during exercises or in between exercises. And they don't even realize that this rest period is actually just as important as the actual workout. And I know this is kind of going off in the woods, but this all relates back to why paying attention to the calorie burn on your Apple Watch is not beneficial for you. So let's say you're doing, uh, I'll just throw out a random exercise. Let's say you're doing squats, okay? And you're doing squats in a group setting, you know, with short rest periods, uh, and you're on a time, you're on a timer. So let's say you're doing five rounds of 45 seconds, and you're the average, you know, female in her, in her 40s, you know, not super advanced, but not a beginner either. You're going to grab the 40 pound dumbbell, right? And you're going to do your first set of squats, you're going to get 40, you know, 45 seconds, you're going to get, you know, what, 10 reps. You take a 15 second rest, set number two. Now you're starting a little bit after the bell because you're tired. And now you only get like eight reps with 40 pounds. And then set number three, you're like really tired. And now you're getting like, you know, in that eight to 10 rep range. But then like set four, it's like you're starting 10 seconds into the set and you're getting like three or four shitty reps. And then the last set, you're totally gassed and you really try and push it. And you can get like six relatively shitty reps with shoddy form, not engaging your core, breathing uncoordinated, all that stuff, right? Let's compare that to a set of squats, um, you know, like barbell squats or whatever at, you know, with some heavier weights. That same person could probably barbell squat, I would say easily 100 pounds, 95, 100 pounds. So now we're already have more than doubled the amount of weight you're using. And their first set, they get eight reps and they take but it's a hard eight reps. It takes a lot out of them to get that eight reps. A lot of muscle damage is going on. It's very strenuous. They get the eighth rep up and they rack it. Because they, they've used double the weight, they've really pushed themselves. Now we take a two-minute rest, okay? By the end of that two minutes, they're feeling a little bit more recovered. They're feeling ready. You know, they feel like they got their breath back. And now they get another eight reps. And they take another two-minute break. Last set. They do it again, they do another eight reps, right? So now they've gotten 24 reps at this heavier weight, 100 pounds, 105 pounds, whatever, compared to their, you know, hit training workout where they got five relatively crappy sets with 40 pounds. On your app watch, that crappy five set 40 pound squat will say you burn more calories than the three really tough, strenuous, heavy sets you did. Uh, with the barbell, right? Which one do you think is going to require more calories over the next three days to recover from? Five sets of shitty squats just to say you burned higher calorie amount 
or three sets of quality squats at a, almost or more than double the weight where you're taking longer breaks. Most strength training workouts, you need to do maybe four exercises or five exercises, and you're doing three or four sets of each. A real strength training workout, that is very difficult. It takes about an hour. You're taking longer rest periods. You're pushing yourself on every set. And overall, that person who's doing that strength training program is going to be leaner. They're going to be able to have a faster metabolism, which means they can lose weight on a higher calorie amount. And they're not going to hit a plateau because every four to six weeks, you're changing the program and you're changing up the exercise, you're changing up the rep range, whatever. Whereas the HIIT training workout, you're just on a hamster on a wheel, just constantly trying to sweat, trying to chase a calorie burn. And it gets you results at first, but I guarantee you, after that first six months, you start to hit a plateau, and that plateau can now last for probably like two years. And what happens with this is because you're slowing down your metabolism, because you're constantly not lifting heavier, you're not building lean muscle, you're overtraining, you're under eating, you're not eating enough protein, these people tend to just then eat less and less food, which leads to the yo-yo diet. They're like, oh, I'm not burning, I'm not losing any weight, but I'm my Apple Watch says I'm burning uh, you know, 500 calories every workout. I don't know what's going on. I should probably just eat less food. They eat less food. They lose a little bit of weight. They hit a plateau again. They get frustrated. They go back to eating whatever they want, and then they gain the weight back, and it's just a constant yo-yo. Whereas with the strength training, if your calories are consistent, your protein is consistent, you will constantly see results. But what's the issue? It doesn't give you that immediate Apple Watch dopamine hit. So my advice to you is to stop using your Apple Watch and Fitbit or heart rate monitor to track calorie burn. If you have them, only use them to track your step count for the day. And it does other things. Use it for the other things it does, whether it's answering text messages or, you know, whatever, GPS. I don't know what else it does. So how to track the calories you burn. There's really no accurate way to know how many calories you're actually burning in a day. And I know that sucks to hear, but it's not that bad because this is one last thing, one last thing you have to worry about for fat loss. Instead of using your energy to track the calories you burn in a day, you should put that energy elsewhere into things that are actually going to get you results. Now, the whole calorie burn thing, it's an engagement tactic. It's a sales tactic. Does that mean it's evil and wrong? No, but it's a way to get you engaged in a hit class or a spin class, or um, it's a way to get you to buy an Apple Watch because it says, look, you can track how many calories you burn. It's going to help you with weight loss. Or you'll be with a group of friends. They're like, how many calories did you burn? You're going to Like It gets you engaged in the workout. So in that sense, it's not bad for you. But for most people, because again, human behavior is the most important part of weight loss, this just creates a distorted relationship with exercise, a distorted relationship with food, and it does more harm than good. Your Apple Watch, should, don't even bother turning it on during your workouts. And trust me, it's going to be hard to do that at first because you're so used to it and you're going to want that dopamine hit. But after a week, you will forget about the Apple Watch. I used to wear an Apple Watch too. I went for probably the first... I don't know, 15 years I worked out, never even, I mean, the Apple Watch didn't even exist. I didn't have any way to track my calories burned. Then I wore an Apple Watch for probably like a year, two years, because my wife bought me one for my birthday. And for, to be honest with you, I really liked it at first. I was like, this is awesome. I can track my steps. I can track how many calories I burn. But then doing more research and, and actually like, you know, being a professional in this area and, and studying it and like looking at the behavior of it, I realized that like it wasn't accurate. 
you know, you can read up on this stuff too. This isn't just my theory. It's not accurate. Um, and it just caused more stress. You know, I, you're just super focused on it. So my, me and my wife don't even wear the Apple watches anymore. There's just like not enough good comes from it. It's more, it's more harm than good. Um, but if you're currently wearing an Apple watch, my advice would either be a, just use it for the other things, step count, text messaging, things like that, or just fucking take it off and don't worry about it. If you bought it two years ago, I'm sure that 200 bucks didn't put you out on the street. Don't worry about it. Um, you'll be much better off for not using it. People got in shape for years without Apple Watches. So what should you track? How do you know if you are losing weight? How do you know how many calories you burn in a day? Um, and first of all, instead of tracking the calories you burn, put that energy elsewhere. Put it into stuff that actually matters. Daily step count is a good thing to, to pay attention to. So instead of worrying about how, how many calories you burn in a day, how many steps are you getting in a day? Are you getting at least eight to 10,000? No, then try to bump it up. Are you getting eight to 10,000? Awesome. Try to stay consistent with it. Track your workouts. This is super important. Don't just go to the gym and do random workouts with the same weights for the next six months. Week to week, track your weights, track your reps. Do you have to have a whole Google uh, spreadsheet, Microsoft Excel spreadsheet? No. But can you track one or two exercises per workout? You know, your squat, your deadlift your chest press, you know, your rows, can you just track those four exercises week to week and see, can you do five more pounds each week? Can you do two more reps? Can you decrease the the rest between sets by a couple seconds? Like these are ways to track progression over time. Um, get better at form. Make sure you're getting better at, at form. Make sure you're understanding the exercises better. Again, I know this shit sounds boring, but this is how you actually get results. So you have two options. You can continue to do things, you can continue to do things the way you're doing them and continue to be frustrated and hope for a different result, which by the way is the definition of insanity. Or you can try something new and maybe it's gonna be a little bit boring at first because you're not gonna get that immediate dopamine hit of, oh my god, I'm sweating, my heart rate's up, I'm burning all these calories on my Apple Watch. Yeah, but as you progress and get better at these exercises and get better at lifting weights, you're going to see way better results. Think of it as practice. Every day you go to the gym, you're practicing those exercises. You're trying to get full range of motion. You're squeezing your abs. You're squeezing your butt. You're concentrating on every rep. It should expend a lot of mental and physical energy going through a workout. It's not just mindless movement. All right. And more importantly, track your food calories and protein you don't need to worry about all three macros if you are accurately and consistently tracking your calories and protein you will know how many calories you're burning in a day will you know the exact amount no but it is this simple okay this is how simple it is step one you have to be consistent okay you have to be consistent with the tracking your food tracking how many calories tracking how much protein this means you know not just tracking monday to thursday This means tracking pretty much seven days a week and allowing yourself, I talked about in last week's podcast, higher calorie days, you know, allowing yourself to be a little bit more lenient on the weekends, but overall you're tracking 80 to 90% of the time. Are you losing weight? Okay. Let's say you're tracking, you're eating 1700 calories a day, you know, seven days a week. Did you lose weight that month? Yeah. That means you're in a calorie deficit stay don't change anything you're good right you're losing weight you're in a calorie deficit that's how simple it is doesn't matter how many calories you burn in a day do you feel full do you feel energized you feel like you're eating enough and you're losing weight awesome stay with it 
let's say you stay the same weight that month. You don't lose any weight, okay? It's not the end of the world. You didn't do anything wrong. It just means you're at maintenance calories. Were you accurate with your tracking? Did you track at least six days a week all month long? Yeah? Okay, then it means you're at maintenance. What do you have to do? Increase your activity a little bit or decrease your calories a little bit. I suggest always increase or adjust your activity before you think about adjusting your food because adjusting your food first is always going to lead to constantly eating less. If you're eating 1,700 calories a day and you're not losing weight, don't just start eating less calories. What I would suggest you do, try to get more steps in a day. Make sure you're getting stronger week to week. Try adding in a 10-minute you know, cardio finisher twice a week. Try, you know, doing supersets or instead of regular sets for a month. Like, switch up the activity first before you switch up the food. And lastly, did you gain weight that month? If you gained weight that month, then you're in a surplus. Adjust the calories down or adjust the activity up or do a little bit of both. That is how simple it is. Instead of trying to track all these other things, how many calories did I burn and how many calories did I eat, Double down on focusing how many calories you ate, how much protein you're eating. If you are controlling this, you can adjust everything around it and f- and try to lose weight at a, at a better pace or at a more consistent pace. If you're not tracking your calories eaten accurately, this is super important. I promise you, this is, this is the make or break for you. If you are not accurately tracking the calories you eat, it doesn't fucking matter how many calories you burn in your workouts because you don't know how many calories you're eating. People want to track the calories burned because for them it is easier because they just have to press a button on an Apple Watch or it's more satisfying to see I burned 500 calories than to see than to have to track four meals a day and have to track those little snacks and bites you're taking and you know that extra glass of wine. People don't want to deal with that shit. They don't want to face the, you know, face the music. They don't want to see their habits. They'd rather just say, my Apple Watch told me I burned 600 calories. I'm good. I don't need to track this glass of wine. You know, I'm a winner, right? But unfortunately, we don't get results that way. Results are met first with a little bit of discomfort. So if losing weight and working out is the most comfortable, satisfying process from the get-go, it means something might be a little off because... If you're burning all these calories in your Apple Watch and you're high-fiving your trainer after your workout and you're breaking a sweat and people are shouting you out on Instagram and you're not seeing results, something's off, right? There needs to be a little bit of discomfort. Maybe it means you're switching. Maybe it means we switch up your training a little bit. And at first it's a little bit, you know, out of the ordinary. I've never done these exercises before. I, oh my God, I've never, I've never thought about how much weight I'm lifting. I've never had to think about my form. This is uncomfortable. This is, this is too much I have to focus on, right? Yeah, for the first couple of weeks, and then you get the hang of it, and then you're going to see awesome results. Oh, man, I got to track every time I, I eat a, a Tootsie Roll from the candy bowl in my house. Yeah, it's uncomfortable at first because you're going to see that you ate 15 a day, and now you have to cut that down. But guess what happens when you cut that down? You're going to start losing weight. Awesome, right? Don't chase the easy – the don't always chase the lowest hanging fruit. That's all the Apple Watch is. It's low-hanging fruit. It's a way for you to feel good about your workout without actually having to do the work outside of that, you know, 30 to 45 minutes to actually change your life and change your body. 
Now, this doesn't apply to everybody. I know people who are super consistent with their tracking food. They track their calories. They track their protein. They, and, they, and they also track their workouts, right, as far as you know, the calories burned on their Apple Watch. But they still obsess too much about it. So why obsess about it? Eat, why, why add another thing to your plate? You're already busy. You got a job. You got kids. You got the other things to worry about. It's because you value losing weight, and that's awesome, and you value you know, being healthy, and you value your body. If you do that, by overly focusing on your calorie burn, you are devaluing your workouts. You're devaluing your body. You're focusing on the wrong stuff. So most people, you know, kind of, I don't even want to use the word fail, but most people have trouble with this because they just don't want to deal with the initial discomfort of taking their Apple Watch off and tracking their food. You know, that's really, those, those are the two things that you have to do. Don't worry about the calories you burn in a workout. Worry about how much weight you're lifting, how good is your form, you know, how intense are the workouts. Because the work, I'm not saying you should work out easy. These workouts should be intense. But again, those three sets of eight squats are going to be way more intense than those five sets of goblet squats where you're taking you know longer breaks than you needed to but not enough and you're using shitty form and you're out of breath and now you got to go do seven other exercises. Like That sounds harder on paper, but it's not. It's just you sweat more. You know? and you're know, you not doing more work. You're not doing more muscle damage. You're not going to burn more calories over time. So if you are not losing weight, but you've been tracking the calories you burn, I suggest you stop tracking the calories you burn, start tracking your food, okay? Track your food for a week, see where your average protein intake is, see where your average calorie intake is. Try to get one gram of protein per pound of body weight or per pound of goal body weight. So that means if you're you know, 190 pounds, you wanna get down to 140 pounds, you should be eating about 130 to 140 grams of protein a day. If you're aiming for that, you know, you, and you land at 120, that's awesome. If you hear 140 grams of protein a day and you go, oh my God, that's so much fucking protein. How am I going to eat all that? That means you do not eat enough protein. You probably have some diet habits that you need to work on and you need to stop fucking tracking your calories on your Apple Watch and start worrying about the food you're eating instead of the calories you're burning in your workout. Don't go for the lowest hanging fruit. So if this was valuable to you, Sip of coffee, sorry. If this was valuable to you and it helped, then I'm happy I helped and I would love to hear your feedback. If this whole podcast ruined your relationship with Apple Watches, I'm also I'm sorry that you spent those $300, but I am happy that this is going to help you in the long run. Obsessing over the calorie burn on your Apple Watch or your Fitbit is not healthy and it is not valuable. If it was valuable and it actually worked, I would tell you to do it even though it sucked but it's not, it's not worth it. It's not accurate, it doesn't work. Focus on tracking your food, focus on tracking your protein, focus on getting stronger week to week, and you will see awesome, awesome results. Think about the things I talked about today, take notes if you want to, reach out to me with questions, and most of all, if you got any value from this, please share it, subscribe, leave a review, leave a rating, and also share it, share it, share it again. You cannot share this too many times. I appreciate it. It allows me to keep doing it for free. And if you want more free help from me, you can check out the 28-day Fuck Your Diet Challenge, which is totally free. And we will put the link in the show notes so that you can sign up and be a part of it. And at the end of the 28 days, you will never want to hop on another diet again. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you. And I will talk to you soon.